What's going on, squad? Welcome to A Vision Includes You. This podcast is where I help you step into your true power so that you can elevate all areas of your life without any regrets. My name is Kevin Vu, and I am an online fitness coach and mindset coach, and I'm on a mission to impact millions of lives across the globe. In my experience, I've helped over hundreds completely transform their lives by unlocking their full potential. It's now my goal to share that knowledge I've accumulated over the years into actionable steps to help you turn your vision into your reality. Now let's get into today's episode. Uh, what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of a vision includes you podcast i'm your host kevin vu i am an online fitness and mindset coach today i am joined by coach dj we're going to be talking about the top 10 things you should invest in in your fitness journey so my day is going well dj we just finally moved in uh we cleaned up the old place and we're settling in so i'm actually super stoked about that how about you brother how's your day going so far yeah, best best day ever. Every day is the best day ever. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit under the under the weather in terms of like still recovering, um, but overall I feel a lot better. So that's Amazing. like I'm I'm just happy about that. So with that being said, let's jump into it. So let's get into it. So you know, let's paint the picture. Maybe somebody is deciding what they should start on in terms of like what should you do if you want to start your fitness journey. You're a complete beginner, or maybe you know. You've been doing it on your own and you just don't know where you should be investing your money in. What would you say is the number one thing that somebody should be investing in to start off? Or, you know, if they're maybe even been running their wheels and they just haven't gotten the results that they want. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we've all been there in the past, right? Like a lot of times we start our fitness journeys and we see all these products and all these services being marketed to us. And it can be super overwhelming because to the average consumer, like, damn, do I have to really buy everything? Do I have to buy that waist trainer? Do I have to buy that detox tea? Do I have to hire a coach? Do I have to buy these supplements? And it's like super overwhelming. So me and DJ, we wanted to like break down the top 10 things that are worth investing in. Um, yesterday, I actually did a podcast myself on like the top thing, 10 things that you should avoid when you're starting off your fitness journey. But today, we're actually going to be breaking down the top 10 things uh, you might consider uh, investing in. So the first thing that at the top of my list is hiring a coach or a personal trainer. And the reason for that is these professionals have years of experience under their belt. They have coached many people in the past who got amazing results. And at the same time, it's going to eliminate all the guesswork so that you don't have to figure out, oh, what should I buy? What exercises should I do? What should I eat, etc. And it's going to save you a lot of time, money and headache instead of trying to do it out on your own, especially if you go with someone who is a little bit more experienced, someone who's been working with clients in the past and have also gotten them amazing results. You want to go with someone who has that reputation of delivering on their promises and also uh, doing it in a sustainable way. DJ, what are your thoughts? Yeah, 100% agree. And, uh, you know, again, I always tell people that you can pay in two ways. You always pay regardless. You pay in time or you pay with money. And, you know, if you have been somebody that has been running their wheels and, you know, maybe you've done all the keto diets, you've paid for all these different programs that promise you quick results and, like, you spent thousands. This is, like, literally a common theme, spending hundreds of dollars and then ending up accumulating a thousand of dollars down over five years of like trying it on your own and you haven't done it then i think it like if you think about it in that way you actually save a lot of money and you save a lot of time now the other way that you can do this is you definitely can do this on your own guys like a hundred percent and in a way i would say that no I, I can't say that i did this on my own i was i was pretty lucky anybody that knows my story i had a i had a high school coach that really you know 
kind of mentored me and and he taught me the ways but if you don't have that then you're going to have to spend hours and hours and hours researching online searching up youtube videos and unless you have that time which most people don't unfortunately yes the the other option is to hire a coach hire a personal trainer and you know you save not only time but you will save money down the line because most of the things that you've been bought into promise you quick fixes they promise you these fast results which is why you're going to stay stuck because you cannot sustain fat loss you can't sustain a great body uh, unless you build the habits you you understand the science behind it and you actually do this by you know getting educated so one thing that i think you know what coaches give clients is education and it's like something that you know you invest whatever for four months six months a year but you have this knowledge for the rest of your life right so it's it's good to think about hiring a coach hiring a, a mentor and a pt as something that you don't just take for you know four months this is for the rest of your life so you know when you break it down you learn these skills you you learn how to have that body of your dreams for the rest of your life it doesn't look like a lot of money when you actually break it down and look at it as this is a lifetime thing right so i think that you know the biggest excuse or the biggest um barrier to entry to hiring a coach is that most people say it's too expensive right everyone says a pt a coach um, is too expensive well i want to ask you guys like how much have you spent already trying to figure it out on your own like what have you tried already how much time have you spent already how much time could you have been dedicating maybe to your business maybe to your job that you could have already made that money and had all the information from a coach and now have everything and then on top of that save you time right so save you time and money so i really like that um, that's my thoughts on hiring a coach. So if anybody is telling themselves, oh, I don't have enough money. Well, guess what? You're going to spend either time or money that you should be, you know, investing in your other areas of your life on this subject. And if you don't want to do that, then this is a great alternative. Now, with that being said, that's our number one, um, resource for you guys. If you want to invest in something, invest in a coach, invest in a program, invest in something that's going to teach you. Okay. That's going to teach you the fundamentals because, again, if you want to sustain it, if you want somebody just to tell you, okay, eat this, eat this, eat this, cut out carbs, whatever, great, you're going to lose weight, but you're not going to understand why. You're not going to understand why. And because you don't understand why, you won't be able to sustain it. Okay. And I just wanted to add on to that too. Like a good coach isn't just going to give you fish. A good coach is going to teach you how to fish. So anyone can tell you to cut out carbs and you're going to lose weight. But what is that going to teach you? It's not going to teach you much at all. You're always going to think that, oh, carbs is bad. And carbs is the reason why I'm fat. But no, in reality, a coach is going to teach you about macronutrients. A coach is going to teach you how to eat your favorite foods and keep it off for good. So that's one of the best things that you could ever invest in is investing in a coach that's going to teach you all the knowledge so that you can continue doing this for the rest of your life. So with that being said, DJ, what would you say is the number two, number two on our list of the best investments someone can make? Yeah, awesome. Number two, what I would say is either a gym membership or some gym equipment. Um, ideally, though, I would recommend a gym membership. Like if you live in Canada, you know, Fit for Less, Plant Fitness, those are great gyms that are, you know, low cost. And again, you know, if you are starting out, this is one of the best investments you guys can make um, because you don't actually have, there's no barrier to entry and no cost is the biggest barrier to entry this is like i think uh for example i have a fit for less membership that i've been with for over eight years and i've been spending about i think 10 to 15 dollars per month right so there literally is pretty much no excuse for that right that's like one meal per month um so i would recommend this because again there's a i would there's a lot of reasons why i would recommend this but 
number one is you know you get the environment so for example you know if you are the type of person that you know feeds off of positive energy you feed off of other people like working hard then this is going to be a great you know place to go because i don't know about you but like this this also applies to for example uh if you step foot in a library you know that everybody in the library is either studying being productive right if you study at home you might not be as productive and this might apply to some people that are you know working at at home you might not feel as uh, motivated so that's okay you can go join a gym if you feed off that type of energy again it's different from person to person but what i personally i do feed off that energy i love working out in the gym because you know i like to see people work hard um some people might feel the opposite and secondly yes you can build a, you know a great physique body weight only no equipment 100% but that's not to say that you know having a gym membership might add a little bit more variety it can add a little bit more spice um and you know if you're somebody that likes it, that gets bored there's only so much you can do with body weight although you can still create a, a phenomenal physique um i do myself like to challenge myself in ways to like for example progressive overload is the biggest thing that we preach here and you know increasing the weight on weights it is a little bit easier when it comes to uh with lifting weights versus with your body weight right um but again that's that's not to say that you can't create a, a phenomenal physique without it i just like a little bit of variety and if you like that then you definitely can benefit from there um thirdly i would say that you know on top Before, of the environment yeah. yeah oh hey did you want to add on to the gym environment no, i was no, going to touch on the, the home equipment so with that being said i think like oftentimes um yes i agree with dj that you know, feeding off the environment, feeding off the gym um, environment, it's going to give you that extra push. And at the same time, I know oftentimes people like to operate inside their comfort zone, but if you can learn how to like get past that and like go to the gym, you're going to be pushed outside your comfort zone. And that's exactly what a lot of people need in order to change. Like oftentimes we think that, oh, I want to achieve all these amazing things, but if you're operating in a place of like, you're still inside your comfort zone, you're never going to achieve those things. So Getting signing up for the gym is like the first place where you can actually start to like get pushed outside your comfort zone a little bit. And the reason why we put it number two is if you actually hire a coach or a personal trainer, chances are you're already going to be inside a gym or working or out in the gym already. So that's going to be another layer of you just getting a little bit outside your comfort zone a little bit. Um, but if you're someone who finds that, you know, you, you're doing better off um, at home, you rather invest in some home equipment. What I personally recommend is some adjustable dumbbells uh, just to add a little bit of resistance. Or if that's already a little bit out of your budget, you can also add on to, um, some resistance bands as well. Um, DJ, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think, uh, again, that's also still low cost, adding some resistance bands, adding maybe one or two dumbbells. Definitely, um, I definitely think that's a great place to start. Um, and I think, yeah, especially because like if you're a complete beginner, I think that's even more appropriate. Like if you want to start off, you know, you're a little bit anxious to go in the gym. This is a really good place to start. Just getting some home equipment, starting from there. But again, if you get, you will get to that point where you now you want to challenge yourself, you want to test yourself, you want to improve your confidence. I think stepping foot into the gym would be that next that next phase. Um, yeah, that's that's my biggest thoughts there. Now, let's go jump into our third thing. So what I got is a meal prep company, and you know what? I would add into this your groceries, right? So just like your food in general, invest in your diet, invest in your what you're putting in your body, because ultimately this will dictate how you feel. This will dictate how you will grow. This will dictate how you will lose, you know, that body fat in a way that you don't feel like crap. Um, and also, you know, at the end of the day, 
you, I like that quote, you are what you eat. Because again, if you're eating crap, you're gonna feel like crap, right? So meal prep company, also the benefit of that is you save time, right? So if you're somebody that's always on the go, having something that saves you time is so valuable. So you'll have all your food cooked. And I think the biggest problem that people face when it comes to, you know, either overeating or, you know, eating bad is not because they, you know, don't like healthy food. It's that you're not prepared. You just don't have the healthy food prepared in front of you. If it was, you would probably eat it, right? But because it's not, fast food is obviously the easiest thing to eat. You can just order it and boom. And, you know, if you have those meals prepped ahead of time with a meal prep company, or if you meal prep it yourself, by the way, um, then again, it's going to save you the time. You're not going to overeat as much because you're prepared. And the reason why a lot of times that we overeat is also, again, you get stressed out. And because you're stressed out, what's the easiest things to snack on? It's like cookies and things that obviously are prepackaged, which are, you know, again, usually processed foods that are going to be really easily to overeat in it, right? So that's why I think meal prep company number is number three. Um, meal prep company slash your groceries, right? So just being prepared is going to help you with your eating habits. Yeah, okay. and I would... I would recommend like if you don't know what meal prep companies to go for, um, there's HelloFresh, there's Chef's Plate. You can even just go on Google and, and type in meal prep companies near me or like meal prep companies in my area. And you're going to find like a whole list and just uh, do your research, find the one that you like. And I think one of the other biggest excuses is that, oh, eating healthy is too expensive on top of, oh, I don't have time to cook healthy. When in reality, if you just look at the breakdown of like these meal prep companies, they could be a lot cheaper than when you're already eating out fast food. Like if you're on average now, if you're spending at least 20 bucks per meal on just fast food because you don't have time or that you're too lazy to cook, investing in like a meal prep company can like solve both of those problems right there. Like it's going to solve the time and it's going to solve uh, being too expensive. So um, you just have to do your own research and make this a priority. So with that being said, let's go into number four. Number four, I would say the biggest investments you can make. Wait, let me let, let me oh, add one thing. Yep. So I am uh, I am trying out a meal prep company for the first time. It's uh, Puffy's Protein um, Kitchen, and I will I'll, if you guys are interested in that, I am still trying it out, and it is really good so far. If you guys are interested in that, shoot me a DM at Nomadic Fitness, and I can send you guys a discount code. Just want to plug that in there. Um, okay. But yeah, go ahead. Yes. Number four, number four would be personal development books. So this is something you might not be expecting, especially if we're talking about like fitness overall. But I believe that if you want to make like a fitness transformation, if you want to like level up overall, you're going to need to invest in your personal development. Um, yes, you're, when you're working on your fitness, that is one form of personal development. But I truly believe that fitness and undergoing like a fitness transformation is more mental than physical. And what that means is that you have to learn new abilities. You have to learn new skills. You have to enhance your knowledge. And the, one of the best ways to do that is through books. And so one of the biggest uh, or one of the best books that I actually recommend is The Slight Edge. So The Slight Edge has taught me so many things. And it has taught me that you are either on the success curve, aka your life is going to exponentially go up with the small daily disciplines, or it's going to go down on the failure curve with the acts of inaction. So what that means is like all your day-to-day -day activities is either going to dictate what you're going to end up like a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. So if you choose to skip your workouts, then you're going to be on a failure curve. If you keep up that habits, 
if you continue to eat healthy, then your life is going to improve exponentially. So just those small habits are going to stack up over time. And that's one of the reasons why I personally recommend personal development books. DJ, what are your thoughts? No, 100%. I think books are the are the lowest cost courses you can take. Like it's like what, 10, 20, maybe $30 for a book that can change your life. Like I have literally littered with books. This is the last book that I read. If you guys are into self-development, this is called The School of Greatness by Lewis Holmes. House, Holmes House. Um but this is like like if you listen to his podcast, it's The School of Greatness and his book is literally just about uh finding your passion and you know, living a life that is bigger and deeper and leaving a legacy. So like, that's obviously what I'm trying to do. And it just gives you like the best way to learn guys, honestly, is through other people's experience. And there's like, this is really quote that a really good quote that I, I heard. I don't remember it for word for word, but it was like a fool learns from his own experience. Uh, a, um, a wise man learns from others experiences, something like that. Right. But basically it's like, there are other people in the world, tons of them that are already successful that have already failed a million times and have already known the path to what it is that you want. Right. And for example, us as coaches, we have been successful in our own fitness journey. And the reason why you you know want to learn from a coach or anybody or a mentor is because they already know the things that don't work. So like, for example, the keto diet, the fucking uh, the detox tea, the blah, 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 right? Like, just like in business, you can apply this to business. If you want to be have a successful, let's say you wanted to do Amazon and you had no idea what to do. Yes, you can go learn all the mistakes on your own, but there's literally people out there that have courses or that post free YouTube videos on exactly how to have one, right? Like, what would you rather do, right? And so this is why books are so important because I think the best way to learn is through other people's experience, right? You don't need to necessarily fail on your own. Although, yes, it's a great teacher. But again, if you want to, I like this quote also, success leaves clues, right? So why not mimic the person that's already living that dream life that you have or that has that dream body that you have? And that's why I think books is like the, the, the lowest cost investment for a course because usually it's somebody really high level that you aspire to be like putting all their information literally in a 10, 20, $30 book. So freaking love that. That's like, that would be even higher on my list actually, if, if I, if I could reorder this, um, because I, I put a lot of my own knowledge, success and, and, um, development on books. So I love that. So that being said, let's move on to number five. Number five is food scale. This I think is honestly so important because a food scale is, I think it's honestly necessary for everybody that has no idea why they're not losing weight, no idea why they're gaining weight, and just wants to start to learn the skill of like calorie balance or calorie um, uh, deficit, right? And like this is a, a thing that is highly um, kind of debated, but honestly, like my life changed once I realized what energy balance was, what calorie deficit was, what, you know, uh, tracking your calories actually meant like, like my life changed because I honestly, if you told me to go bulk up, if you told me to go cut down for a show, I can do that because I have this tool, right? And because it becomes so easy with this tool. So a food scale is one of the most important investments you can make. It's like 20 bucks. And you, you, once you learn the skill of tracking your calories, 
you will learn that literally the skill of fat loss. You that's like my promise to you. You learn to track your calories, you're gonna learn the skill of fat loss. You wanna yeah. add and I just want to say, like, if you don't know where to start, you can literally just download a free app on the Play Store or Apple Store called My Fitness Pal. And once you get your food scale, you're going to start weighing your food. And when you log it into the app, it's going to tell you how many calories it has, how much protein, how much carbs, how much fats, etc. And just for your own knowledge of like, oh, wow, I'm actually eating a lot more calories than what I'm supposed to or oh, I'm not getting enough protein. It's a really eye-opening experience. And that's why uh, me and DJ, we both get our clients to track their food just so it creates that self-awareness. And I think that self-awareness is so, so, so crucial, especially in your fitness journey. With that being said, let's move on to number six. Number six is a big water bottle. So if you don't have a water bottle or if you're someone who constantly forgets to drink water, investing in the big water bottles such as you know one liter could be two liters i've even seen like four liter water bottles and carry it wherever you go it's not only going to help you uh remind you to stay hydrated but also it's going to be easier to like track how much water you actually need to consume on a day-to-day -day basis so my recommendation is two liters minimum um you can work your way up to four liters but two liters minimum is i want to say a lot of times people don't even hit that bare minimum especially if you're going to be lifting weights, especially if you're going to be doing some cardio, you're going to need to drink a lot more water than what you're used to. So that's my thoughts on number six is investing in a big water bottle. DJ, what are your thoughts on that? hundred percent. Again, it's low cost. It's like about $5, maybe even a dollar at the dollar store. Um, and yeah, just like a good, I would get like a one liter water bottle just because it's more uh, compact. So sometimes like, you, you know, you want to put it on your bed in your bag. And then what you can easily do is every time you fill it up, you know, you drank a liter of water. Right. So if you fill it up three times and you drank it three times, you know that you got three liters every time. So that's my recommendation there. And jumping into number seven, uh, super simple, but meal prep containers. Right. So, again, this all comes back to if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. So having meal prep containers, having it uh, um, easily organized in your fridge um, and then easily able to pack it on the go. I think this is just a no-brainer. It's like, again, you can get on Amazon a pack of 20 for like 10 or 20 bucks. And then, yeah, you'll just have all your meals prepared. I don't think there's much to say about that. Ken, nope. You want to <laughs> yeah. nope. Go ahead. Take it away. Um, number eight. Yeah, number eight. Number eight is, so this one can actually fall a little bit higher on the list, but gym attire. And there's a few reasons. Some of my favorite reasons is, honestly, when you look good, you feel good, right? This, this applies to anything, but... You know, you show up to the gym wearing a new pair of shoes, new pair of pants, new pair of, uh, I don't know, a t-shirt. You feel good. Like, it's just tr the truth, right? You feel better. And because you feel better, you're going to be a little bit more inclined to keep going to the gym, right? So if you, you know, if you're going to the gym and you're like jeans and you're uncomfortable or like your work shirt, you're definitely not going to enjoy the way that it feels, right? So getting, you know, investing in a, in a, in a good pair of for example, I like Gymshark. Honestly, it's maybe it's overhyped, um, but I like Gymshark the way it fits, the way it feels, the way it makes me look. Um, so I invest in clothing that, again, makes me feel good, makes me look good. And therefore, I enjoy going to the gym even more. Um, you can relate this to maybe you go to social events. Obviously, you go to a social event and you wear your worst clothes. You're not going to really feel that confident. You're not going to really go and talk to other people. You're not going to really you know, put yourself out there. Same thing in the gym. You're going to kind of be shy. You're going to try try to be reserved um, versus if you go and you feel good and you look good. Uh, so that's why I think gym attire is here on the top 10 uh, things that you should invest in.
Yeah, I agree. Like uh, my favorite brand right now is honestly Alpha Leap. So if you invest in like a good pair of like, you know, clothes, an outfit, even gym shoes, I think that's one of the most underrated things. Um, I recommend, um, especially if you're doing like squats, anything that has like a flat sole, you don't want like uh, shoes that has like the elevated sole um, mm -hmm. or anything like that. But other than that, um, just pick up like any pair of like running shoes or like training shoes um, and just go to the gym, um, put on your favorite gym outfit and just crush your workout. You're going to feel a lot more confident. You're going to feel better and you're going to feel less intimidated um, when you step foot in the gym. So um, I'm pretty sure that that's pretty self-explanatory. So moving on to number nine, number nine is actually self-monitoring tools. So this could be a body weight scale and this could also be measuring tape. Um, I would also throw in a bonus, um, I'm assuming that most of you actually have a phone, iPhone, et cetera. Uh, you can also take progress photos, but self-monitoring like your progress on a week to week or even a month to month basis is so, so, so crucial. So the, one of the main reasons why a lot of people fail is because they're not checking themselves. They're not monitoring what they're eating. They're not monitoring uh, whether or not the scale is going down. It's like if I told you to drive across the United States or drive across Canada and you don't have a GPS, you don't have a map. How do you know you're even going to get there? How do you even know you're moving in the right direction, right? How do you even know you're even close at all? So that's one of the main reasons why we get our clients to track their progress. So one of the best ways to track your progress is number one, you can also you can use a body weight scale. Um, and I recommend doing this daily, like first thing in the morning uh, before you consume anything. And after you use the washroom, you can use a measuring tape to you know measure uh, different parts of your body. I personally just use the waist. So measure um, parts of your waist and just doing this once a week, comparing the inches dropped week to week basis. And lastly, progress photos. So I recommend weekly progress photos, but sometimes you could do monthly if you don't want to take it so often, but just some type of like self-regulating or like self-monitoring tools can help you stay on track and just give you like an idea of whether or not you're moving in the right direction. DJ, what are your thoughts on that? I love that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think body measurement tools are are really good uh, indicators of of progress. But again, um, one thing that I want to just add is just to make sure that you anybody that takes measurements regularly just understand it's data. Like this is the biggest mindset shift that you gotta have. Um, you know, a lot of people associate their self worth with it, and that's why they avoid it. But it's not anything to avoid because like. Maybe it's because I have a bias. I went to kinesiology, so I'm in the science background. So when I look at these measurements, I am you know, looking at it objectively versus subjectively. Most people look at it subjectively and associate these feelings towards it of like, oh, I'm still 200 pounds. So I'm a freaking fat ass. I'm a loser. I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. And for me, uh, because I, you know, I look at it as it's just numbers. And I know that if I, you know, if I'm changing for example, my calories, or if I'm increasing my my uh, calorie expenditure through cardio, that these numbers, right? That's why I think about it. These numbers should be gradually going down over weeks. Uh, that's why you know I'm taking measurements maybe every single day for me, uh, because I'm just looking at it as objective data. I'm just looking at, at literally it is a number, a little speck in the, the the graph that I'm plotting out, and that's all it is, right? And this is just a big key that I think everybody that is starting out that maybe it has issues with weighing themselves, just understand that 
Your self-worth is so much more than that number on the scale. And with that being said, it's really important to keep track of these numbers as objective data because you want to obviously see over time a downtrend if, you're, if your goal is for weight loss. And you're not going to be able to see that uh, unless you, you know, are taking your weight measurements, your waist measurements, and taking progress pictures. That's the only thing I would add to that. Um, and with that being said, our final one, I, we would both put as supplements. So, you know, at, not to a, a shock, we are always promoting the fact that, you know, I remember I had a comment with the client and it's like, oh, I, I noticed that you don't really put any emphasis on supplements. And they were shocked because I'm, I, I guess, you know, when you see somebody with above average physique, I'm just going to say I have, a, I guess, above average physique, you, you think that they rely on sub, supplements, right? Like tons of, you know, I don't know, like testosterone booster, fat burner, omega-3, and all, all these different pills, uh, when in reality, you should be, and we recommend getting this all from your diet. And supplements are just exactly what it's named for. It's supplemental, meaning that if you're getting it from your diet, you don't necessarily need it. Now, with that being said, are there supplements that we would recommend, that I would recommend? Hell yes. And I'm going to give you the list of my favorite ones. So um, the reason why, and I'll give you the reason. So number one is creatine. So honestly, Creatine is probably the number one supplement that any, everybody should be taking because most people won't be getting enough creatine in their diet. You have, you'd have to eat a pretty decent amount of red meat every single day to get the amount of uh, creatine that your body can utilize optimally, right? Five grams per day, a scoop of creatine if you're trying to build lean muscle. Um, creatine is one of the best supplements I would recommend. Um and I can, I, yeah, I'll break it down. Creatine basically gives you more of the energy system, um, ATP, PC creatine system. I don't want to give you too much science behind it, but basically think about it as giving you maybe one or two extra reps every single time um, you're doing a set. So that indirectly will make you push a little bit harder, which means that you're going to build a little bit more muscle there, right? Um, and that's why creatine, I think, is one of the best supplements. Now, number two, I would say is something like weight isolate. Again, not because you need protein in a form of whey isolate, but it's not. It's it's also fair to say that whey isolate is probably or whey protein that is. It, you can also get contrary. Is one of the best protein sources that your body can easily absorb. And then also, it's like literally two seconds to get a, a cup of water and a scoop of protein. Like you have 30 grams of protein right there. And then thirdly, I would just bulk these all together. It's any vitamins, minerals, essential. Um, you know, whatever essential um, things that you your body needs that you're not getting. That's the key, not getting from your diet. For example, omega-3s. If you don't really eat a lot of fish, if you don't eat a lot of maybe meat, um, eggs, then yes, omega-3s are a great supplement. Um, if you're not going out a lot and you're not getting sun exposure, vitamin D, you know, again, it is all comes down to are you getting enough of it in your diet and in your lifestyle? And so that's my top three. It's like creatine, Way isolate, and then anything that you're not getting in your diet. Kevin, what are your yes. thoughts? Yes, and I'm pretty sure I have the exact same list. Like you know, creatine monohydrate number one, uh, protein powders or weight isolate uh, number two, and number three, just anything that you're missing from your overall diet. And I do want to add on to this and just really emphasize this point is that you don't need supplements to make progress. And the reason why we put it as number ten is because so many people put it over emphasis on supplements thinking that, oh, I need supplements in order to make progress. And I've made that mistake in the past. I'm sure DJ made that mistake in the past. And we can tell you right off the bat that supplements probably contribute to maybe like 2% 
or 5% max of your overall entire progress. So don't put an overemphasis on supplements. It's not going to get you the results you're looking for. I'd rather have you invest your money into these other things that we mentioned previously. And I just to use this one analogy. It's like if you're putting an overemphasis on supplements and you're neglecting your diet, you're neglecting your training, you're neglecting your sleep, you're neglecting all these other factors. It's like you neglecting brushing your teeth and you're just chewing gum. That's it, right? It's like chewing gum is the supplements and you're chewing gum in place of brushing your teeth, which is the overarching, uh, your diet, your training, your sleep, your stress management, like all these other factors. Like, no, it's not going to work like that. Yes, you should still brush your teeth every single day and you can chew gum if you need to, but it's not a requirement. It's not a necessity. So that's the way I like to view supplements as it's not something required. It's just a nice to have as long as everything else is taken care of. So with that being said, that's going to come to the end of the list. The top 10 things we recommend if you are starting on your fitness journey. Uh, DJ, any final closing words? No, I think we really broke down everything that you guys should be investing in and what we think is the best for you. So take this um, and run with it, guys. Again, if you're struggling with your fitness goals, you've been running your wheels, you can reach out to us um, individually. Um, I'm at Nomadic Fitness on all major social media platforms and Way of the Nomad Podcast. Kevin, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Facebook at Vision Fitness. And you can also follow my podcast at, as well at A Vision Includes You Podcast. Until next time, we're signing off. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Vision Includes You. If you got value from today's episode, I would love for you to screenshot any episode, post it to your story, and tag me at Vision Fitness so that I know you're tuning in. I truly appreciate the support, and as always, I hope you have the best day ever, and I'll catch you on the next episode.